There you are. There we are. That's the uh, John Curley, Sherry Ellicker Show. And we've got ourselves a nice mix of newstainment. It's a combination of news and tainment. Yes, they went heavy on the news at the end there, Jacob. Left everybody sort of that weird kind of, like, a, you know, orange juice and toothpaste taste. taste now. Okay. And be careful with that. Diving in. What the government gives, the government can take away. It's in the Bible. And uh, the government's coming back for the money that you got. So there is uh, $3.1 trillion Trump people put out. Then Biden, we didn't need to, but then Biden threw out $1.2 trillion. All the money goes out. They think it's, they're doing uh, government oversight looking into the waste, fraud, and abuse. And they said it's huge. I, the numbers are huge. The amount of money that uh, people have been able to steal. Now, these people that received this in the Seattle Times, they, they didn't steal it. They just got more than they were supposed to get. Um, and they were like, okay, I guess the government's sending me a check. I'll take it. Now what happens, Sherry? It's the Employment Security Department. They're doing a review uh-huh. of about um, 136,000 cases, I guess. It was $1.2 billion in overpayments. And so what they're trying to figure out is whether or not certain people, by mistake, through clerical errors and other things, got this money. And what the people mm-hmm. that, that are now in debt because of this and are being threatened with, with having to pay it back – they didn't understand some of the paperwork that was sent to them. They were maybe sent something that said, you can reapply, you can do this. And so they're hoping that they will waive all of this debt. They're hoping that they will be able to just be able to be forgiven for it. But they're mm-hmm. saying they're, they're not, not sure. Um, I guess a hundred, about 115,000 have to be sorted out now. So, um, Many of the cases they say that they're going to give special consideration to are some personal factors. If you have limited English, physical or mental health disabilities, homelessness, or an education level, a lower education mm-hmm. level. Um, there's an example of a young man who's 19 years old. He lost his job as a waiter. He was at the, I guess, the University of Washington, and he got mm-hmm. $20,000, and now he's in debt and he's being told he has to pay it back. And he's saying, I'm only 19 years old. How am I going to pay back $20,000 in, um, in, uh, in, in these payments? So right. it, it's, is it his fault? Should he have read the fine, fine print? Did anybody check to see? It's not going to be often. Read the fine, did he want to well, read the fine print? <laughs> I mean, people don't, people, you know, they get a check and they think, well, the government, probably is keeping track of this stuff. I'm not going to alert them to anything. They must know what they're doing, and they yeah. keep the money. Yeah. And now that they want it back, I mean, they. I'll bet, I'm going to bet, if, if enough people come up with this problems and these problems, they're either going to give them incredibly uh, comfortable repayment programs of a tiny bit amount without any interest on the thing, uh, or they'll just, you know, write it all off somehow, because I'm I'm sure these people represent millions of people that also receive checks. Figured, well, I got the check. I guess it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. it came from the government. It's all right. It's not like that guy that um, I forget his name. Escaping right now, it was in Philadelphia. He was behind the uh, Brinks truck, and the doors opened up, and the bags of cash stum- tumbled out in front of him. 
and he was in his car and all, and the truck just drove away. Just look, and he's like, holy cow. Look that up, Jacob. It's, um, Philadelphia brings truck, okay. finds cash. Um, and he goes crazy and he starts going into the bars and buying everybody drinks and he's got like, like $2 million or something like that. And, um, when they finally caught him and they took him to court, two of his defenses, one was, I went, meant, I went insane. Uh, and the other one was, I thought it was a gift from God and I didn't want to hurt God's feelings. So that's what I did. I kept the money. Yeah. Joseph William Coyle. Yeah, uh, Joe. Yeah, Joe. He, Joey Coyle. He was apparently an unemployed longshoreman at the time. Mm-hmm. At one point two million. Yep. Yep. Bags there and fall out the back to, of the truck. Did hmm? he have to pay it back? Yeah. Yeah. They got him. I. I think he ended up going to court, and then he ended up going to jail or something like that. He had spent a whole bunch of it. He gave back whatever he had, and his life ended uh, at his own hands. He hung himself in his mother's basement. Mm. So. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, it's terrible. Oh, hmm. that's terrible. Terrible, Ter- terrible. Sorry about that. Um, did you did you know when you thought of that story? Did you remember how it ended, or was that a surprise? Yeah, I was going to hold that back, okay. but I thought Sherry would ask because she seems really concerned about who's alive and who's dead. <laughs> she on was going to sniff out. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't. I mean, I thought he. Sh- I don't think he should have stolen the money, but I'm sorry that he was in so much pain that he had to take his own life. I mean, that's very sad. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised you're like. Interesting. So he, in a basement, you wouldn't think the ceiling would be that high to hang themselves. Like you would have come in there with that sort of, you know, dateline, uh, t- uh, dateline sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. But how? But in his own mother's basement. Um, uh, I hope Ron DeSantis from Florida doesn't do this out of spite. But he has been battling Disney for <laughs> good luck. What? Well, I like, don't get me wrong, I like Ron DeSantis. I hope he runs for president. I really do. Uh, but no, he's he's in a bit of a match with, with Disney. Okay, so here's the deal. Back in 1960s, early 60s, Disney uh, says, hey, we're going to set up this place out here in Florida. Oh, okay, you got the place in California. Yeah, we'll give you 43 miles of property. It's bigger than Miami. And here's what you want. If you do that, we'll give you this and this and this. They do all sorts of stuff to encourage. It's like corporate welfare. They'll cut you, we'll cut you a deal on the taxes and we won't make you pay for this one, pay for that. They set up your own governance. You could basically do your own tax assessment as to what you owe. I mean, a sweetheart deal all around, but think about it. Disney ended up bringing billions and billions of dollars to the state, creating all these jobs. So, you know, you're in bed with government. It's, you know, who's on top and who's in control, all that other stuff. So it's normally gets kind of re-upped every year, every couple of years. And I think Ron DeSantis at this point, yep, we're done with that. We're not going to offer it to you anymore. And it, on the surface, it seems spiteful because DeSantis has been battling Disney and Disney's wokesters. So he decides it's over. Done. Done with the tax breaks for you. You want to hear what he has to say? Yes, I do want to hear what he has to say. No company or individual in Florida, probably anywhere else in our, our whole country, has enjoyed their own governing status being exempt from most many of the laws of the state of Florida, massive subsidies. So it's not a good arrangement to begin with. But if you remember last year, they came out very strong against a piece of legislation to protect parents' rights and to protect young children from having sexualized curriculum in things like elementary school. And then they had executives talking about it was their uh, uh, intent 
to jam some of this sexualized programming in the Disney cartoons and programming for young kids. So then we're in a situation, Tucker, where they're taking those positions as a company which are antithetical to our values, but with this arrangement, Florida was subsidizing that type of activism. That could no longer stand. And so now today in the state of Florida, for the first time since 1967, Disney no longer has its own government. Uh, They're gonna have to abide by the same laws as everybody else. They're gonna finally pay their fair share of taxes and pay all the debts that they've racked up over these decades. All right, that's a, that's a thin thread to I see, because we're giving you, we're subsidizing you on taxes. You are now, then you're able to produce a bunch of stuff that we have a problem with. You know, it is all the woke, you know, uh, gender mm-hmm. stuff they're doing. So it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to support you anymore because you're pushing that stuff. Mm, it's a small fig leaf of cover. It's, it feels like, you know, kind of, little bit of mob stuff like listen you do this you did that you don't worry about uh, suddenly being a fire happening at your business right got a little bit of that feel to it there is some uh, bit of intimidation that is that is going on but um you know he wins he does he's he's the sheriff so he gets to say and and he does make a good point about disney being able to pretty much make up whatever rules they want i mean disney was its own little city i mean they can do they controlled uh, you know, some of the newspapers. I mean, it was a, 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 a quite a, quite a little coup that they had there. So, um, it's probably time for this to happen. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't bite the hand that feeds me because 20 some years ago, I did the announcement for the Epcot laser light show, Sherry. <laughs> Do you think they'll ask you back? Is that what, is that what you're concerned about? Well, if they're listening, three, oh. two, one. The Epcot Laser Light Show is about to begin. Please take small children firmly by the hand. There are still many good viewing areas around the promenade. Did, did you do this as a recording that's still being heard? Uh, up until like about 10 years ago, a friend of mine goes, Hey, I heard you do the thing with the taking small children. <laughs> no, like, no, I didn't say take small children. Yeah, he said there's a... Show is going to start. We're all supposed to grab small children. I was like, <laughs> no, you didn't hear it. You didn't listen. That's not the whole thing. Take them by the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Disney and DeSantis are at completely opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of what they, what they believe is important and, and their worldview. So mm-hmm. he wins. He's the boss. Yeah. Not all of Disney. There's a small group of people that are activists inside the Disney organization that want to push a bunch of stuff on kids and want to be able to say, hey, kids, look, this is normal behavior. Maybe you're not a boy. Maybe you're not a girl. Maybe you're non-binary. Hey, I know you're only five years old, but you should really give this a lot of thought. Um, This is something. And then when he comes up with the idea that you can't teach this stuff in school, then they pushed hard back against it. And he's, you know, he, it's the old golden rule, Sherry. Who has the gold makes the rules. Um, he's, um, uh, kind yes. of put it out there. I think this is very telling. He, the, the, by the way, five board members, um, are going to be running the area now. That's, that's who's going to be taking over okay. this. And the governor said that the members will include people who, quote, very much want to see Disney be what Walt envisioned implying that Disney's values wouldn't be negatively impacted. 
Okay. So go back to the Walt Disney World. By the way, uh, press secretary was asked. One on another topic, um, the Ron DeSantis op-ed in the journal yesterday uh, where he talked about signing a law that ended uh, Disney's self-governing status in Florida. Uh, that essentially provided the company with a favorable tax stru- structure. They were able to get away uh, uh, without paying taxes uh, around the regional infrastructure developments. Um, how does the White House that has been uh, cracking down on corporate tax evasion uh, view this move by DeSantis? I mean, it's- that's kind of okay. She phrases that's an interesting twist. Cracking down on corporations not paying their taxes. Okay. So then she's saying, you know, how does the White House do is there Is there any line of thinking that perhaps supports what has just happened in Florida with Disney? So I'm going to be very frank with you, Nancy. So I'm going to be very frank. She's going to be very frank. That's a stall. Data, I have uh, not read the op-ed, and I frankly, I don't plan to. Uh, look, the president has been very clear here. He's going to deliver for very the clear. American people. I talked about lowering costs. We just talked about Eli Lilly and their great announcement of capping $35 for insulin, which is going to be so important to families across the country. We just talked about, I was just asked about crime and the, the work that the president has done uh, okay. over the last two years to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Why do they ask questions? Why go to those Price White House things? Right? They're useless. Well, I mean, they are. They wouldn't be useless if they were answered effectively. If the questions were answered well, but they generally aren't. Right. And what does the White House think about this or that? Um, and last but not least, the fact that they always tell you to please keep your seatbelt on because you could end up. Um, we couldn't hit a few bumps along the way. Again, most people I've always seen do have their seatbelts on, but when you don't and you do hit some turbulence, man, oh, man, it hits the news. Seven people, I believe, were injured recently, sudden drop, uh, and they food goes everywhere, which is amazing. You think they had any food. And were people hospitalized? Yeah, about seven people were hurt. This was on a Lufthansa flight. And uh, this article is about how dangerous turbulent, turbulence really is. And they say about 58 people per year uh, get injured because of unexpected turbulence. Most of the time, the pilot can anticipate this. So yeah. they generally know when it's coming up and they'll warn you, they'll put on the seatbelt sign, you know, light and all of that. But it's the unpredictable turbulence that can cause problems. But they said, if you're worried about the plane flipping over or losing a wing, that is pure science fiction, that that will not happen with turbulence. Um, the majority of these injuries are because people aren't wearing their seatbelts. The seatbelt uh, light isn't on. It's uh. unexpected, and they get caught boom, off guard. Boom, 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 Yeah. My mom, I told this during the pre-show, my mom deathly afraid of flying. Never want to fly. Don't fly. Don't want to fly. Don't want to fly. Mom, please come see me in Seattle. No, I don't want to fly. My brother and I get on the phone. Mom. You're more likely to be hurt in a car accident than on a plane. Chuck's giving her all these numbers. Come on, come on, come on out to Seattle. I've never been out here. Come on out. I don't like the flying. I'm flying. I said, come on. So she hadn't been on a plane in like 30 years. She gets on the plane, right? Coming in to Seattle or I forget where they were. Um, Folks, uh, we got a little problem with landing gear. And... Uh we're going to try a couple different things. So the motor you hear, the grinding, that's just us test. working on the motor. Get the landing gear to be completely down. It's got to be locked in place. So uh, just stick with us here. So they do that a little couple times. Of course, my mom is freaking out. Then the guy goes, 
Well, folks, we haven't had a chance to try and get the landing gear down. So we're going to uh, tip think or, uh, we're going to do a power dive, and then we're going to pull up. So we're in centrifugal force. It's going to allow the landing gear to lock into place. So he pushes the nose down and then pulls it up just enough to have the landing gear boop, snap in place. But imagine being a white-knuckle flyer, and all of a sudden <laughs> the nose of the plane is heading down. Down. <laughs> Did she... Did she blame you for all of it? Oh, I swear to God, her last words on her deathbed were like, and I came to wait to it with landing gear. It wasn't all the way down. I can't wait. God, God, don't take me yet. I still have something else to say. And the landing gear, hold on, God, don't take me back yet. It's like, all right, I'm all right. I wasn't flying the plane. I put the landing gear in. Uh, You did a power dive. Nothing wrong with that. You got a story. You want a story. Here we go. All are welcome. John Curley, Sherry Liquor Show, and you coming along for the ride. Big part of it. Don't forget to write to us at mynorthwest.com and that stay roof text line. That's all yours, baby. one 76 All are welcome. Teeny tiny lady right over there. She's got herself a pretty new dress. Jacob, thank you very much for going out and getting that for her. And she is uh, going to be choosing the letter of the day. So. I do have my dress on backward. Yeah, that seems Jacob? insulting that I got her a gift and she immediately found a way to... All you're doing is talking about my dress and my hair. No, no, no. We're talking about the people... Well, we're talking about the fact that 20-somethings now, uh, 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 Teeny, they uh, have decided that they, um, everything is old is new again, as that old song goes. So they're coming back, Sherry, and they want the stick shift experience. It's amazing how the stick shift has risen in popularity just in the last year or so. And remember, I think we did a story about this before where it's sort of a lost art, right? Most people that learn to drive now never will learn how to drive a stick shift. But apparently mm-hmm. it's something like uh, 13%. There's a 13% rise in the number of pay views, uh, page views for new manual cars in 20, uh, 2023. Okay. And it also accounted for, the stick shift accounted for 1.7% of all new car sales in 2023. So they're saying that this is kind of like people that like vinyl or, you know, sort of love the nostalgia of a car. But also, you know, when you drive a stick shift, you have more control over the car. It's more fun to drive. It's something that guys like probably a little bit more than women usually. Um and it's it's coming back. Uh, Rye, about two years ago, said, Dad, can you teach me to drive a stick shift? Uh, yeah, sure. I'd love to. Why? Well, there's this girl I like, and she thinks it's really cool. It's like, yep, that's what motivates a lot of guys to do a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I uh, took him out and got him in the car and... Took him out to teach him. I put him on a hill. He got a lot of hills. Got to learn how to do a stick shift on a hill. I sat there for about an hour till we burned the clutch out. He kept saying, "What's that smell? Is that typical?" I was going, "Eh, typical when you're doing what you're doing to the car right now. That's pretty typical." And then all of a sudden, I was like, Vroom. and then I, and then and then the uh, clutch went out on it. But he knows how to drive a stick shift now. There's a school that's called uh, Stick Shift School. And it's, I'm sorry, Uh it's called Three Pedals, Three Pedals. And uh, this guy started this school 
he's got so many people enrolling in it now that he quit his job as a, wait for it, environmental scientist. Decided oh, yeah. That ain't getting me anywhere. And, uh, and, and does the school full time now because there are so many people into it. Well, you mentioned vinyl records, Sherry. For the first time in 35 years, vinyl now has outsold CDs. Some people are saying that the low-tech nature of the stick shift is what's attracting them, that they're getting tired of all the technology. Sure, have you not getting- heard what I just said about the selling of vinyl records over CDs for the last 35 years? Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that, is that that's why, because people are getting tired of everything oh. being on a device or electronic or whatever. They want to go a little old school. Maybe, do you think, with this uh, crop of Gen Z or the next group, which, by the way, they're called Alpha after Gen Z, um, that we may have a complete throwback to a lower tech thing, that that will be the trend, that will be the hip, new, cool thing to do, is to not use technology at all? Uh. I God, it just takes a few people to all of a sudden whatever cool becomes, right? Uh, yes. Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, and just this odd stuff of why some things take off and other things don't take off and who the trend leaders are that all of a sudden are showing it. The problem is that people are experiencing this sort of regress back to the old days, but they're kind of catching them on their phones and through TikTok and things. So that technology will still be there. But will people be, I mean, how far back? And what do you do? Do you get rep modern dentistry and people are pulling their own teeth out with like handmade pliers that they've forged out of steel? Or, I mean, are, are we back on horses again? I hope so. I, I like to go back to those times. And, and, <laughs> lynching or leeching you put the leech on the, somebody's neck and you suck the uh-huh. blood out that way yeah there's certain things you you know that's when you people say they always long for the good old days you always know, like two words modern dentistry so um i have vinyl records and i don't have a cd player and i got a big collection of them which i carry around and i hate to admit it stolen milk crates from 7-eleven like 30 years ago do you still carry one on the bus like Peter Frampton comes alive <laughs> no, to make sure that the girl sitting across from you thinks you're cool? I, the weird thing about that, it, the, you leave the album on there, then you put the, the needle down, and the album's been sitting for a couple of days. So by the time the needle makes it all the way to the end of the album, it, it has basically knitted a huge sort of sweater of dust. And then there was always my dad was so bad at me. Now, what band is it? I'm like, Dad, Dad, I'll take care of it. I'll do it. What? No, I want to hear it. What band? I'm like, I got it, Dad. I got it. And he would get pick that needle up uh, and just scrape it across. And they just, just like, Dad, I got it. Dad, I have it. I'll do it. Don't, don't touch it. Don't. It's band four, Dad. It's band four. He's like, hey, so well, now, well, I like that song. And then he just scrape it right across. I was like, oh my god! And then it always had the skip in it. Every time you go to hear Bachman Turner Overdrive, you're waiting to have the thing skip. That's the sound of it finishing, Andrew. Since you don't know what needles on albums sound like, <laughs> right? I don't have a scratching noise around. All I have is the regular. Uh, I give you the scratching noise. Oh, that there one. it is. That's oh, it right that's there. what it sounds oh, like. Okay. Oh, that's, that's what's that's called my playing dad it to the it label. <laughs> In an old oh, DJ God. terms, you know what I mean? It's like a B-side, <laughs> playing it to the label. 
That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, good to know that I'm uh, suddenly I'll be modern again uh, because the stick shifts and old uh, uh, old albums piling up. You know the weird thing about the eight track tape. This is gonna be lost on you, Jacob, but I'll try to help you. The eight track <laughs> tape had four programs, and the technology was that they didn't. The song didn't. When the song stopped, maybe they had like three songs in one program. It didn't all of a sudden like stop and then like go to the next program. It would happen in the middle of the song. So it'd be like, wake up in the morning, kick the long cross morning, take the eighth. And then the, then the CD chair would go, bom, bom. It would like literally go, tunk, tunk. It would change to the next program right in the middle of the song. And nobody seemed to care about that. It's like right in the middle of it, you know, feelings, nothing more than bom, bom. Feelings trying to forget my. Do you remember that, Sherry? Yes. The eight-track tape player, just without any concern for artistry or any, just changing into the next program. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was clunky at best. I mean, it was just. <laughs> but the, the person doing it would be like. Uh, does it bother anyone else that it's changing, like, kind of right in the middle of the song and it's kind of making a big kind of shifting sound? You're like, <laughs> nope, that's good. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, what we put up with. <laughs> and that was, techn- I mean, that was like A-track tapes when they came out. It was like, whoa, right. you, you what? Make, you, make the, you, make the bang, you make the bang, bang sound when you want okay. to. Ready? I'll do the first yeah. one. Okay. I remember all my life. Raining down as cold as ice. Shadows bang, of bang. a man whose face through a <laughs> window crying. It doesn't change. Sure, he's not changing three <laughs> times in one song. Yeah, that was it. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you got carried away with changing the song. I saw this story and I thought, oh no, Sherry's going to hate this. It's about a guy about 20 years ago, because you've got a real problem with feet, decided mm-hmm. he just didn't want to wear shoes anymore. What was the turning point for him? Just a pair of unattractive loafers or something? What what broke him down? No, he had bunions and he was getting bunion oh. surgery, but then he found out that the metal that they would have to put in um, I guess they, it, it was such a deformity or whatever that they had to put in this some kind of metal into his foot, and he was allergic to that. So while he was awaiting the surgery and contemplating it, he took off his shoes and realized not wearing shoes was a far more comfortable option for him, and then he just decided not to do the surgery because of the potential allergic reaction with the metal. Um, so he is a... I like quirky people. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I really do. I yeah. find them enjoyable. I like eccentric people. I think they are um, they're, they're great, right? I mean, I love that. This, though, this guy is just a prima donna. Like, he won't. Oh, oh, get... oh, here we go. Here we well, Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay, why is he a prima donna? Because he won't wear shoes? He makes his poor wife, like, they can only go to certain places. He wants to go in stores. He gets into fight with fights with store owners because he doesn't have shoes on. I get it. If you want to walk around your house or your yard or in the neighborhood, that's fine. But don't think that you're excused from all the rules just because you're a weirdo. I mean, that's not fair. And he 
he does stuff like he only eats with chopsticks. He needs oh, reggae okay. music oh, playing boy, all the time. Oh, Does he have a collection of snakes or a parrot that he carries around at a lake? Okay, I don't like this guy now. And and he Does was he have one of those recumbent bikes that he's like way low. He's got a beard that parts in the middle <laughs> probably, as he picks up speed with giant flags. It's probably oh, more like boy. a unicycle, one of those weird unicycles. But oh, he, he was a wedding photographer, and he oh, tried to show up barefoot at these weddings, oh. and they were like, dude, no, you can't do that. So now he's a Pilates instructor, and I guess that works out because I, I guess you can be in your bare feet if you're doing Pilates. So his wife says, look, he's a good guy. I put up with this because we all have something. And um, his daughter, though, or I'm sorry, his child is named Opal, and the child is they are non-binary, trans-feminine, and they wear stilettos. So he points out the irony of the fact that one of his children likes to wear stilettos when he won't wear any footwear whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If you walked on his hands into I'd a like store. That. Yeah. Okay. If he walked on his hands into a store, <laughs> would they be uh-huh. okay with that? Um, I think they would be fine with it. He wouldn't be breaking any rules, but it would dif- be difficult for him to reach for anything. I know, but I'm just sort of pointing out his, his, the reason the store wants you to wear shoes is because if you were to cut yourself on something, you would then say to the store, Hey, you got glass on the floor. And they'd go, Hey, you're not wearing shoes, right? Get into a whole argument on it. His basic sort of, you talk to him would be, I'll take responsibility for anything I step on. I won't blame you. I know I'm not wearing shoes, so I'm not going to wear shoes. Like I was at this, um, in, at this hotel in Reno the other day. I never carry any clothes when I travel. I just wear what I wear on the plane and a tuxedo. That's it. So I don't, no shorts, no nothing, nothing. So I always like work out. There's a prison workout. I'll wear like a pair of jeans and then nothing, no, no shoes on. And they come in, uh, sir, you, uh, really need to wear, uh, athletic outfit or athletic attire while you're in here. Why? I got jeans on. I got a sweater on. I got a turtleneck. I got no shoes on. I'm doing pull-ups. Why get? What do I need to work? What does it matter? I'll take responsibility if I drop a weight on myself. Would be nice if you just maybe, if you have some shorts or maybe we could get you some shorts. I don't need shorts. It's a prison workout. Sir, that's a prison workout. You see guys in prison. They don't wear shorts. That's what they wear. It's a prison workout. Again, I think they ask most me to hotels would bristle at the idea of you calling their workout room a prison workout. No, 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 no. <laughs> My workout is the prison workout in their right, little fancy, they, o- overly they, mirrored room. They they probably would like you to kick it up a notch in terms of your apparel because they don't want to be referred to as an area that's I know. like a prison workout. And there's the guy with the Lululemon shorts on that he paid 95 bucks for or something looking over at you. Yeah. Anyway, back to you and your problem with the guy's feet. I have no problem with him. I, the chopsticks bothers me. That's it. I draw the line right there. Well, at least we can agree on something. <laughs> we, we, neither one of us will be friends with this guy, right? So we, we're good with that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay.